This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Cha-cha-cha! We want to thank you for joining us this anger-filled week. Yes. Oh, you thank know you, thank one. you, thank you. Thank you. First, let's get the announcements out the way, and then we can talk to you for sure. Because we, number one, we've missed you. Thank you so much for listening to us on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and on MSW Media. We appreciate you. We are trying to grow this world because let me tell you, baby, we need it. We need this community. We need this blue world and we need to promote it. All right. And I want to talk to you guys about that in the future when we get done with this in a minute. That's right. So we want to also thank you for those of you who are already Patreon friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You are literally the only thing keeping us afloat. And we, this black owned female owned business is grateful. And for those of you who, who have the ability to help support this podcast in a, in a more financial way, shall we say, we would appreciate it. And, and if you can't do that right now, because Lord knows times are tough for everybody, then if you, you know, just Re, you know, retweeting or putting out, putting out that ah, I listen to this great podcast or letting people know that that isn't a really great way to support us because it's those numbers that really help us maybe get this thing called ads <laughs> and then, you know, get compensated for, you know, our work. So, um, so any, the, the, there's so many ways you can support us and always writing us at frangela 8 at gmail.com is just wonderful. Just to let us know you're out there and what's going on with you. We really appreciate it. Um, we love you. Yeah. Um, also you can get a cameo. Yes, you can. We can help you celebrate your birthday, your anniversary. 
free. Shit, are you retiring? We got you covered. Okay. Okay. Celebrate the fact that you got through your work day without smacking anybody. That's yeah. something heroic at this point. I Absolutely. really think you deserve a recognition for that, a cameo. So just go to Cameo and look up Frangela and we will set that up. Yes. Um, and also remember every Friday you can hear us on the Stephanie Miller show for the Black Power Hour. Black Power Hour. <laughs> what happens, Angela? For all the blackness that is Stephanie Miller and Stephanie Mills, just it, it's like goes into a blender mm. and we all come out black. <laughs> Blickety black. Black. Uh, okay. So number one, we've missed you. We've been off for a couple of weeks. And let me tell you something, we needed it. But in, yeah. the, in that time, in that time, so many horrific things happened that we weren't able to be uh, and come to our community and talk to you about from Buffalo to Uvalde. And, you know, of course, we, we're coming back here. This podcast has to be about stopping this fucking madness. Okay? The madness of the right. The madness of guns. Mm -hmm. The madness of, you know, Angela, the thing that comes, Angela and I talk about this, uh, use this phrase, it comes around on a loop for me. So what comes around on for me on this loop mentally is Greg Abbott and all of those uh, people holding that press conference, sitting up on a, de a dais where Beto walked in. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because they are sitting there telling, making sure, and it felt like daddy is sitting there telling all the children why his power is the right power and his way to go is the right way to go and why you should be morally listening to me and, ethic, and, and um, ethically listening to us. And I felt exactly. like as as they were talking all i could see and feel were their balls spreading about guns and and their views of guns and how you know they're sitting there talking about you know it could have been worse then to only find out that night those children the 19 men with guns were outside that those classrooms that a child was repeatedly six times calling That's for right. help. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I got to listen to these motherfuckers sit here and tell me that a teacher should have a gun when the motherfuckers with the guns wouldn't walk in the room. And in fact, it's been reported that some police officers may have gotten their children out of the school. That's right. That's right. I, I, I mean... There are a number of things to talk about, but in, in, in with all of this, but I think for me, the most significant thing is waking up today. We're recording on a Thursday to find out that there were three shootings last night. That's right. That, that, so we had four people shot, um, at a Tulsa, was that, that was Wednesday? Yes. At Tulsa a hospital in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, a, a child was shot here outside of their school, I believe. And there's another shooting, um, yeah. that happened that well, I, of course, don't have in front of me at this. over the Memorial Weekend. You know, Memorial Day weekend. And here's, we've had over two, close to 230 or maybe a little bit over that mass shootings for this year. Yeah. It's June. It's the beginning of June. Mm -hmm. um, 
And what I can tell you is two things. One, my uh, my friend went to Africa last, you know, early last fall and um, he climbed a mountain. And part of the, the, what he told me is that every place he went and every place he interacted with people, some people who were from there, from Tanzania and people who were from other places, British people, whatever people, the only question they asked him when they found out he was American is, why do you people allow yourselves to have guns? Yeah. And the minute that, that's their only question. So like, it just seems ridiculous because nobody else has these problems and you continually have them. And in fact, over and over again, we see when other ha people have these problems, like in New Zealand, they get a mass shooting. They immediately make it illegal to have a uh, semi-automatic or an automatic. They immediately take away handguns. You see that Canada, the Justin Trudeau, he got up and said, and I want to give him a complete ballers salute because I appreciated him saying south of the border. Yeah. And saying the way that that gets used as a derogatory term in this country, in our political discourse, for Justin Trudeau of Canada to say, well, south of the border, there that means the entire United States. We don't want to be having the problems that you are having. So we're going to learn from your mistakes That's and we're right. going to take action. Well, and that, and that goes takes me back to that dance. It takes me back to those men sitting there because what our problem here on the right is, is that we continually... And I don't know how or why allow these people to set the discourse and the narrative of this country. We uh, continually allow these people to sit there and say, as that man was screaming, going, you, you know, you're basically a better, you, you don't have, you have no right to be here. At the end of the day, we have got to shake up this political discourse. And the reason why it's so important because we're at the point, the other side is shooting and allowing people to be killed. And we've got to stop allowing grandpa sitting there going, well, you know, you just need a gun. What we needed were guns. My husband is a teacher. All we had were guns. All they had was were guns. <laughs> they so, had 19 police officers trained, trained in this exact situation. That's right. And you know what? And the reality is, the reality is, and we were discussing this back and forth the other day, Angela, is that police have the right not to put themselves in harm, right? In harm's way. Okay, yeah, that would that's a whole that revelation on Joy Reed on the readout was amazing to me that this has been litigated up to the Supreme Court that the police officers in this country are not constitutionally obligated to put their safety in danger for yours. So the right. whole protect and serve is that not that it's been true for a lot of groups of us, but they that legally they the police unions they alleged they got this all the way up to the Supreme Court so to so they could say if they're in a situation where they feel their lives are threatened they don't they are not required to put themselves in harm's way which i thought was the whole purpose of the fucking job so i don't understand it's like saying you know yeah and meanwhile you want a, a, a kindergarten teacher to be having right. to have a glock and to be a crack shoot and to bring out their bravery that this is why it is this is a ridiculous conversation and i have to i feel like we gotta shut this shit down also explain this to me francis i need you to explain i need you to explain explain to me make me understand why that dais was crowded 
Yeah. Why in the fuck when Beto walks up there, Beto, sorry, walks up there to to actually say what needs to be said, to, to interrupt the play, the theater that's going on. Right. The bullshit theater of fake concern. And here we are, Trump. That, that stage was crowded. Those people, those, those they were, they wanted to have their faces on there talking about how concerned they were. And we were going to, t- and this needs to be addressed. And I was like, the job. only thing. <laughs> oh, and the great job that they'd done that everybody else was doing when, and then they just start, and then these so-called believers in freedom start yelling at Beto to shut up when all he's doing is saying, explain to me why every one of these mass shootings has happened under your governorship. You have been the governor for all of these mass shootings after every single one. I don't want to take Beto's words for him because we have them. Yes. In fact, I'm about to do listen. his commentary. Let's listen to him say, because he says Let's listen best. to him right now. Why are you leaving kicked you out but why are you leaving because i'm telling the truth because these kids died because the governor of the state of texas the most powerful man in the state chose to do nothing he went to santa fe high school after kids were killed in their classrooms told the parents he would do something he did nothing he came to my hometown of el paso after 23 people were slaughtered he said he was going to do something he did nothing in fact the only thing he did was make it easier to buy a gun. The only thing he did was make it easier to carry a gun in public. And he bragged about the fact that there would be no background check, no training, no vetting whatsoever. You know, he he talked about that this was evil. The only thing evil is what he continues to do to the people of this state. He says this was unpredictable. It was totally predictable. And I predict this will continue to happen when you continue to have a governor who will not stand up for the people of Texas. His only interest is the gun lobby. He's scheduled to speak at the NRA convention this Friday in Houston, Texas, just days after these kids were slaughtered right here in Uvalde, after they were slaughtered at Santa Fe High School, at Sutherland Springs, in Midland, Odessa, in El Paso, Texas. Five of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history right here in this state in the last five years. He was governor for every single one of them. And after every one of these, he holds a press conference just like this. And I wish to hell when he came to El Paso, someone would have stood up and held him to account and confronted him and shocked the conscience of this state into doing something. Because if we do nothing, we will continue to see this year after year, school after school, kid after kid. This one is on all of us. It's on every single one of us to do something. So I'm here to stand up for the people of Texas. He said mental health. What's broken here? He said mental health only. We are are 50th in the nation in mental health care access. 50th. There are only 50 states in the nation. We are dead last. The number one provider of mental health care services under Greg Abbott in the state of Texas is the county jail system in the state of Texas. The largest inpatient mental health care facility in the state of Texas is the Harris County Jail in downtown Houston, Texas. He's refused to expand Medicaid, which would bring $10 billion a year, including mental health care access for people who need it. He's refused to, to champion red flag laws. When somebody says that they are having trouble, that they may kill somebody, they may kill themselves, a red flag law would protect the public. He's Hannah, refused, he's refused, he's refused, he's refused, he's refused to support safe storage laws so young people cannot get their hands on their parents' what guns. He's refused, he's, he's refused, he's refused to support, he's refused to support a ban on AR-15s and AK-47s. This 18-year-old who just turned 18 bought an AR-15 and took it into an elementary school and shot kids in the face and killed them. 
Why are we letting this happen in this country? Why is this happening in this state? Year after year, city after city, this is on all of us if we do not do something, and I am gonna do something, and I'm not alone. The people of Texas are with us. The majority of the people of Texas are with us, but we've gotta stand up to this, or we just accept this theater and business as usual, and we accept the next shooting. We could have stopped this if we had stood up after Santa Fe High School, if we had stood up after El Paso, we are gonna stop the next one. We're standing up right here in Uvalde, Texas right now. That's why I'm here. That's what the people of Texas want right now. That's what we're gonna focus on. And here's the thing. He's absolutely right. We can, right now, there are simple things that can happen. We can have red flag laws. We can address uh, how people uh, responsible gun ownership and locking up a fucking gun, okay? We can do these things. There are four things that he just laid out that yep. we can do nationally and state by state. We have got to stop listening to grandpa fucking tell us that we don't have the right, that we need to shut up and have thoughts and prayers. And as people have been saying, I agree with them. I'm taking my fucking thoughts and prayers to the ballot box. And how can we encourage more people to vote, to get out here and vote these motherfuckers out of office? I believe that if we don't, this issue is, is, uh, to me, if you're going to go single issue, you, <laughs> we cannot allow ourselves to pe ever to live in fear, and that's all this is about. Yeah. All this is about is terrorizing this population continually, and 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 murder. And I I'm upset because I was watching you know the news today, and Frank Flaguzzi from the former FBI, he's a commentator now on MSNBC quite a bit. He was on Andrea Mitchell's show, which annoys me, but she annoys me, but. He literally went into this discussion, and Francis, it hit me because you'll be able to you'll 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 know exactly why this hit me this way. He starts talking about how we have to learn as a society in different job situations to and in in hospitals they need to be trained in understanding when something is someone might be about to jump off or somebody might be about to lose it because people don't just snap. You know, we see it coming, and there are warning signs. And I'm listening to this discussion, and I'm like, okay, Andrew, I would have stopped. I mean, like, Frank, what the fuck are you talking about? We need gun control. Like, I don't know what you're. You, what you're late because we did this as a bit, as yes, a bit in our stand up for years. We did a bit in our stand up called Carl the Crazy Person at Your Office. That's and right. We could do the bit for you. We literally were like, Look, every, every office has a crazy person in it, and every workplace right. has a crazy person, in it, and we all know who it is. It's Carl, and you know, Carl. Carl, he don't want you to come near his next, don't touch his rubber band ball. He want to um, talk Star Trek and, all day. <laughs> That's all he wants to do. And we said other people ignore him or they don't want to deal with him or they're kind of rude to him, but not us. It's like, we cozy right up to Carl. That's because right. We, we have lunch with Carl every single day because you know what? We don't want to be one of the people Carl shoots. That's right. And we had a whole bit where he, it, like, and it's, the problem is we had to stop doing it because there's, there were more shootings. Yeah. And we couldn't do the bit because it was offensive. But you I know, think because, we should bring it back. Well, here we are. I'm watching Frank Flaguzzi say it. Like, it's a way to deal with mass gun violence. Yes. I'm like, yes. motherfucker, this is a bit from our stand-up <laughs> routine. Like, we have crossed every Rubicon that ever existed, and we are floating in another space called crazy. Yes. And I just, I was so proud of Beto for doing this because we have got, what we've been doing hasn't been working. It, has it hasn't been, been working. You can't call this working. You so, yes, 
do whatever, interrupt every press conference. Make them vote, Chuck Schumer, do it, Chuck. Make them vote against common sense gun reform every, every week. day. Make them do it. Every day and call, and come out every day and be like, so-and-so didn't vote for it. So-and-so didn't vote for Dude. it. Dude. their fucking names. And if, I and can if, make this promise to you. We'll read the names. We'll read right? them every motherfucking day because this shit is over. I can't have it. Not only is it disgusting and infuriating and tragic, but it is criminal. Do you realize that we have we put people in jail for doing drugs around their children? We put people yeah. in jail for um, not for having unsafe home environments. Yeah. Who are we? We should all be in jail. Yeah. Because yeah. every day we, we send children into an environment that we know is dangerous. The number one cause of death for young people right now is gun violence. Yeah. That, see, the good news about that is that's controllable. And they want you to believe that it isn't, that it's some sort of tornado that happens. But let me tell you, I don't care how crazy you are. I don't care how mad you are. I don't care how much you think you've been wronged. I don't care how racist you are. You, your racism does not form a projectile that f- travels at 800 miles you know, a, a second through my body. Yeah. You're, 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 that's what metastasizes your hate is the gun, is the weapon. Yeah. And we can control that. Nobody needs an automatic, or semiotic weapon. Nobody needs a fucking handgun. No, in my opinion, we don't need, we've shown. We can't handle this shit. One man, one motherfucker tried to blow up his own damn tennis shoe on a plane. Yeah. And what happened? You, you, you a barefoot, Getting uh athlete's foot motherfucker at the at the airport right now to, for the rest of our for lives, life. probably for the rest, for the of, your rest life. of our lives. Have we can have three on. mass shootings in four days and be like, I don't know what to do. Ooh. I'm like, I can tell you, you know why you don't have mass shootings on planes? Because motherfucker, you can't bring a gun on it. Yeah, and let me tell you this. That's and why. Then, and then the motherfuckers had the dirty fucking nerve to go. I'm to sorry, we can't. I'm I'm so livid. I can't stop and go walk up in that bitch. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of things to talk about, but I we have got to unearth and get this shit off our chest because we have not been here. And I am full, full of rage. I am. And full and, and the of way rage. that that and I heard somebody say it today, and they cleaned up their sentence later on in their comment, but they said, you know, all this gun violence in our schools and in our urban environments. I was like, hold up. <laughs> hold up on the urban environment yeah yeah okay stop 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 you're all right the fuck there because this isn't happening you're there are no mass shootings in detroit public schools right there are because, no mass shootings in you <laughs> like that that's not that's not happening because you know why you know why because they didn't they ain't never trusted laquan walking into school they, they have metal detectors they've had metal detectors up in those schools for 30 years when, for 30 years that i mean it's it, it's this it makes zero sense and the fact that we are allowing ourselves to be held hostage by what we all know is a small percentage of this country is insane these governor abbott should be recalled there is no reason these people need to remain in office yeah yeah and cut to the republican national committee has reportedly recruited an army quote-unquote army of trained operatives to contest votes in democratic majority polling places the rnc's plan as outlined is that the rnc's election integrity director for michigan calls for connecting poll workers directly with party attorneys 
and district attorneys who could intervene to block vote counts at certain precincts. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to tell you what they are in Michigan. They are, I can tell you exactly what cities there are. They're Detroit, Southfield, and Pontiac. You know why? Because those are mostly black cities. Yes, yes. Steve Bannon previously called this the precinct strategy, which Trump recently endorsed. See, at the end of the day, until we get these motherfuckers, I mean, here's the deal. We can't even get people to take be accountable for what happened on January 6th. Less known, this next election fuckery that's coming down the pike. We can't deal with, we're not even dealing with the shit that happened in the past. We're not, we're not prepared for what's going to happen in the future. And then this is the problem. And, you know, listening to, to Stephanie Miller this week, you know, Chris, Chris Lavoy was talking about how we need to employ, you know, why, you know, being Democrats always being on the defense is, is we need, you know, we need to be on the offense and we need to employ legal, but the same, why don't we uh, go after having people at the polling places? Why don't we, and, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, none of us want to become what we hate, right? None of us want, none of us want to impede other people's access to votes, but we need to be on, understand about something. And I think that this is where you sometimes hear me get frustrated in the get out the vote discussion. I don't think, I think our problems are way before we get people to vote. We had a record number of people vote in this last election. Right. More people voted in that presidential election than had ever voted before. And that didn't prevent us from having to wait weeks and then still be told that it was fake by people. They are going to contest, they are going to contest the midterms, even if they win seats. They right. are, their point, their plan is to disrupt the voting process so much so that people don't participate in it, number one, mm -hmm. and number, because when people participate, they vote Democrat. And then number two, to put the, the vote in the, their hands as a fascist right anti-democratic party. Yeah. Um, and the, the the whole, I think even the whole sending of poll workers that like we do, obviously, if you can be a poll worker, do it. If you can contact your local um, Democratic National Committee chair, figure out what you can do to be involved in getting out the vote and in protecting the vote and on election day, do it. But also understand these people are stepping to us because they think they can. Mm -hmm. And what I am saying is it is time to make them understand that we're crazy, Carl. Yeah, we are crazy. We're not putting up with this anymore. And this, this takes me to what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I haven't talked about this with Angela, but I'm, I'm going to spitball here. Our whole, our whole beingness is, you know, around in this subject matter is getting out the vote, getting out our voices, getting out our perspectives. That is the work we're doing here. And we really want to do that. So, you know, if you have, a place, we'd like to come and play for you. You know what I'm right. saying? We'd like to true. come into your town and do a show for you. If you wanna, if you, if you wanna build up some democratic goodwill, you got an organization that you wanna come in. Your local democratic party, whatever. That's right. You wanna sponsor us? We'd love to put together a show and get support going in your town, your city, wherever you are, write us at frangela08 at gmail.com. Write us. Yes. 
let us know what's going on because we have to get creative and we have to, and, and it can't just be for the midterms or, you know, two months before an election. Like, like this is, a, we still have a huge population in this country that's not voting. And as, as we keep saying, and thank you, Stephanie, for also saying it, Democrats stop recruiting at Klan rallies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're continually trying to talk people into things that already have said no repeatedly. Like there's a whole population of this country that's not participating. That's and that's right. the problem. When you think about how many, and this is my problem with this, this, the adulation towards youth. Here's my, yes, the youth can change us. And in fact, uh, one, an, um, an activist, a Latina Latinx activist in Texas was talking about how many people in Texas turned 18 this year, mm-hmm. which means they could vote. You know, my problem is we always talk about the youth vote, but you vote, youth, you're not voting. If you're listening to us right now, you're enough of you are not voting. Yeah. You're talking, you're TikToking, you're you're protesting, you're participating in a number of ways. But the most important, and, and in my, I would argue the easiest way, the one that's most incumbent upon all of us as concerned citizens, you're as a mass, they are not participating yeah. in, which is voting. So if you are, if you are what we call a young person, and I would say, I would love to see you put your energy and your time into getting, making sure that other young people are voting, that yeah. they are getting in and, and they are stepping through whatever problems are going to be laid down in front of their way to try to keep them from voting, that they are prepared to deal with that because we have got to rock the vote. We've got to get out the vote. We've got to, when we vote, these organizations are out there and people are participating in different ways, but until you actually turn in the vote, you know, you're the people, yes, the young people, there are people now who have grown up with, with live fire drills for their entire life. Yeah, that's right. Children who have grown up a child who in Uvalde who smeared her friend's blood on her body yeah. and laid as still as she could so the killer would think that she was dead yeah. and then came out and her, what she said to her parents in the most disturbingly calm way was, oh, it's okay. It's not my blood. I played dead. You know, like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing to each other, to these children, to our future? And and if you think that what that does is the only thing that does is get though that okay, this group, this generation will be radicalized into, and radicalized isn't a great term for I think common sense, into doing something about gun laws, but there's a percentage of it also desensitizes them. Well, that's what know? my what my this is what my 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 16-year-old said, because I would as I was crying relentlessly could not stop crying. My daughter turned to me and she goes, I'm glad you can cry, mom, because I feel completely deadened. I feel mm-hmm. I feel dead inside. I feel deadened to this. I feel like that's all we see. This is all we see. So why should I be upset? And I go, because it's upsetting. Because it's 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 upsetting. And we have to allow ourselves to be upset. It's just Thursday at her school. But how do you, you know, when they're, when they, when they, the, uh, the only drills that we had when we were kids were tornado drills. Yeah. When you have regular live shooter drills, um, when, when you have, and you have the students do everything that they've been taught to do. Okay. And still they die many, and we don't know, but it looks likely i think that there are students who could have survived this attack if the police had done their job and followed their training and gone into the school and gone after the shooter and nobody you know and we all you know and i think about every parent 
that is bearing has buried or is burying their child. Oh, and the parents that they handcuffed and tasered and put yeah. more energy into keeping the parents out of the school than getting the shooter out. Yeah. 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 That's who we're dealing with. Let me tell you some. When and, and the parents who ran in on their own, mm-hmm. look, I, I the this is it's shameful. It's disgusting. We're all culpable at this point and I, I, I agree with Beto this is all on all of us you can't do not tell me when I read and it angers me too and I love Karen from Chicago and other people calling out on Stephanie Mills show and saying this when people are like well I I don't the Democrats I don't like what this so I'm not going to vote for them you know we've got to get our minds around the fact that this vote isn't about this the midterms in every vote now it's not about one program or one person or one person or or this one issue it is an actual this is an actual existential vote do you want to live yeah. do you want children to have the chance to live there is no reason in a, a country this wealthy with this much access to education with this a the first world power if you will that the number one cause of death for children is guns that and not because not guns laying on a table so Somebody picked them up, took them, and killed these children on purpose. We're not even talking about accidental gun deaths very many anymore. No. When we were growing up, that was the thing. Remember right. when we were growing up, there was always kids getting into their parents' guns and getting shot, and it was just, people started talking about lockboxes and whatever and all that. Mm-hmm. But the reality here now is that you turn 18, you can't get a drink, but you can go buy an AR-15. Yeah. And I and 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 it's I, 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 before we even say it's our final word, everybody, listen, stay mad, stay frosty, and stay on it. Yeah. Get in the way of this. Don't let them just sit there and have a press conference. Go Beto. Go Beto. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Tell me I'll get your emails. We want to thank you for writing us at frangelo08 at gmail.com and on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us messages there too, so thank you. Yes. In this, fact, this first email is from Patreon from Sandy and Stuart. They said, uh, I got my greeting, greeting and I feel like a million bucks. Thanks, y'all. for uh, Love you so much. We send out birthday greetings through Patreon. When you're a Patreon, it's an extra little perk. When you are a Patreon um, subscriber over uh, 10 bucks. And that's one of the things we love to do. We love wishing you a happy birthday. We send out a monthly uh, video as well. So thank you, Sandy and Stuart. We love you too. And we hope you had a wonderful birthday. Um, And then we had um, Jose. Thank you, Jose, because we were sure about this. But he said, thank you guys for switching your schedule. It is the perfect mix for my daily walks. Frangela, Monday and Fridays. And Bob C, Tuesday, Thursday. See? We weren't sure, but we had been suggested to us to make this move to give y'all some more time between the podcasts. And so it's really good to get that feedback. So thank you very much for that. and then uh, we have a, another uh, email here. Which one do you want to, let's see. Uh, let's, let's see. And let's go with Angela here. She says, thanks for the, thank you for the laughs. You ladies give me life. You give us life, Angela L. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say big thank you to all of the, all of you for participating. It really is making the difference. It really is. It really, really, really is. And now it's time for resistance wrap up. 
Uh, this is where we give you an actionable item, and there are many. But what we'd really like you to do is, um, if many, some of you may know Rhonda Hart, she um, her, she lost her daughter um, in, in school shooting, and she's become a very vocal and, and ardent force um, in the fight for gun control and for keeping our kids safe. Um, and she let us know that the bills, the Kimberly's bill, her daughter and Ethan's law will both be introduced in the house next week. Uh, so what we need you guys to do is to call your reps, to tweet, to email, to do, call their offices, do everything you can to make it clear to your representatives and your senators that you would like these, this, these pieces of legislation passed. The full list of bills included in the, quote, protecting our kids package are the Raise the Age Act, which is H.R. 3015. Prevent Gun Trafficking Act, mm -hmm. the Untraceable Firearms Act, Ethan's Law, the Safe Gun Safe Kids Act, the Kimberly Vaughn Firearm State Storage Act, Closing the Bump Stock Loophole Act, the Keep American Safe Act. These are all very worthwhile bills that are a beginning yeah. that we need to take. And, and so here. let people they don't know. Have to even they're here. They're ready. They've been ready. ready. They've been ready. People, they've been, they've been ready. And this idea that we only bring up votes, we only allow, put things on the floor to vote on them if we know we can win the vote is it's not working. Put the vote up every day. And if they vote it down every day, let them vote it down every day. And every day when there's another shooting, we can put, we can tell you their names again of all the people who made sure that there would be another shooting, but through their inaction. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode-L. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast dedicated to keeping you informed while making you laugh as we all navigate this post-Roe v. Wade hellscape. The Supreme Court has declared that all of our uteri are just Airbnbs for the seat of the patriarchy. So every week we break down all the garbage news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with the abortion providers and activists we need to be hearing from right now. Plus, we talk to your favorite comedians. Because face it, if your revolution doesn't have laughter, you're doing it wrong. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, subscribe, join us on Patreon. Because when BS is popping, we pop off.